This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with all the action from the 12 hour. I hope you stay with us. Richard Crowell joins us on the line and Richard I'm tempted to say a member of the Radio Le Mans crew because for 12 hours at Bathurst you were definitely entrenched in the commentary box with John Heindhoff and the rest of the team. Yeah, good day Craig. Uh, I'd like to think that, um, that Radio Le Mans are part of the Bathurst commentary crew but uh, there are two ways to, uh, to look at these things. Look, fantastic weekend at Le Mans 12 hour and very exciting time for the event. Uh, a massive step forward in 2013, uh, double the field from last year, um, about 2,500 more spectators over the three days. It's a uh, really fascinating race, like most races, the back have never been disappointed at any stage. So lots going on over the course of it and um, plenty of stories to tell for the next six months until we start putting our, thought, our thinking caps on for 2014. The other thing is, having Radio Le Mans, they have a dedicated listener base right throughout Europe. Have you got an indication to how many more people were tuning in online around the world? Uh, look, at, at the time we're doing this, we're, we're still collating all the information. Um, but the, the live stream had about 115, 120,000 views over the course of the day. Um, and peaked somewhere about 10,000 watching towards the, the last hour of the race. Now, of course, what was also interesting was the Audi uh, domination of the race over the last two years has been broken with Mercedes now, another German manufacturer, standing on the top step of the podium. Yeah, and, and as you know, Craig, the, the 12 hours all about um, all about consistency and all about minimising mistakes and maximising putting your best drivers in the car at the right time. And that's what Mercedes and that's what Clearwater Ferrari uh, and, to a lesser extent, the VIP Porsche team did to get themselves in the top three. And and I think the Audi teams this year, probably not quite as overly balanced as they have been in the past. I think they didn't quite have the, the consistently strong driver lineup that, um, that they've had in the last couple of years. And very much a case of... Uh, having one gentleman driver and two pros, the, the Mercedes team went was a much more balanced equation, and, and their non-seated or non-professional driver was at a very very high level. So they were very smart in what they did, um, and that was the difference in the end. That was the difference between the two Mercs and, and all of the Audis. Just just did not have one con, uh, combination that was consistently strong enough to, to do the job over the course of the hours, and, and that was the difference. And the best Audi in the end was the one with the best overall driver combination. But what they lacked, uh, and we're talking about Phoenix Racing, they finished fourth. What they lacked was race and local experience. And the three drivers in that car, uh, including like Hal Primay, a hugely experienced uh, prototype racer at Le Mans, they'd had no local experience, never seen the place. So that cost them. If those three come back next year, I've got no doubt that they will be absolutely contending for a victory. Um, Phoenix Racing did their usual professional job. Now, Bernd Snyder has uh, an illustrious career, and you wouldn't say that this is the biggest win, but it was a win he wanted to get because he just had seen the track once before and really wanted to come back and race on it. Yeah, I, I think for Bernd, he's probably passed all the record chasing, and you know, it's sort of a bit like Schumacher at the end of his career or Brock at the end of his. It's sort of it's just. He's just racing because he can and because he loves it. Um, and, and he's retired as a full-time racer. But 
for a bloke who's retired from full-time racing, he's won 36 hours of racing so far this year because he won the Dubai 24-hour three weeks ago and he's now on 12 hours of Bathurst. So, you know, he's going all right for an old bloke, but it's awesome to have him here. And it just seems appropriate, Craig, that we can add his name. He's one of the great all-time touring car racers of the world, as you know. Um, it's great and, and appropriate in a way that we can add his name as a Bathurst winner alongside Lowndes, Brock and all these other wonderful names we've had over the years that rank up there as a great thing here in car racing. It just seems right. That's the only way I can explain it. Mm. Now, of course, John Heindhoff had the uh, honour of doing the podium and uh, he was right in his element in amongst some of the world's best drivers after 12 hours of racing at Bathurst. Let's grab the, the winning drivers. Come on down for a second, guys, before we... Get busy with the champagne. Let's have a quick word. Burn, first of all, this is your second major win already of 2013. Already victorious at, at uh, Dubai earlier in the year. First time competitively on the mountain. Brilliant stuff, mate. It was unbelievable. On Friday, we were a little bit struggling, learning the circuit. Uh, we are all new here in, in Belfast. I heard so much about the track. It was really impressive, but my team um, made an awesome job. And also the... Our teammates, uh, Tim, um, Lee, they show us the line. We could see the data, and this helps a lot. It was a real team effort. Thank you very much, and I'm really happy being here and winning is something special. Let's uh, just move across to Thomas here. Come on, come over here, Thomas. Rather than me stand in front of, of your teammate, my goodness me, you had to put up with some pressure right the way through that race, and you stood up to it. You must feel you've really earned this one. Yeah, I think so. Um, once again, thank you to the team for the warm welcome here. We really enjoyed the weekend. Um, it's, a, it's a really great team. It was growing since last year. I was already uh, racing in the Australian GT and I'm f feeling very, very uh, pleased and happy to, to race with the team. And I think the, de the team deserved it. We gave our best. We pushed every lap. The, the strategy was perfect. The mechanics did a great job. So uh, it's a great win for us as a driver, for the team and also for Mercedes AMG. Come across, Alex, and have a word with me. Well, listen, mate, you, you're driving with a, a guy called Bern Schneider who's got a bit of, bit of history in sports car racing. Was there any pressure on you? It seems like you handled it pretty well. Uh, there was no pressure because I know him for 15 years right now, so I know him very well, so no pressure. So you just, you're, super, you're super cool about this, but you've just won a big race. It's the first big race in the Southern Hemisphere. You, you've got to think you've done something right. Yeah, it was quite good, and we win the race, and the team, thank you. You did a great job, and thank you, Thomas, and thank you, Ben. It's absolutely amazing. Richard, it bodes well for next year. Of course, the first hour included the Australian, Grand, uh, the Australian GT Championships opening round. It did, uh, and that made things interesting. Uh, there was unfortunately quite a big crash coming out of the elbow that eliminated a couple of cars from that and 12-hour cars, and it was kind of everyone's worst nightmare about it, but it was sort of a crash that was going to happen whether there was a GT race or not. It wasn't as a direct result. It probably got lost, if we're honest, completely in the whole 12-hour thing, uh, and I don't know if that's something they'll look at next year. The, the idea and the philosophy behind it is brilliant. And we've talked about it before in the show that, that GT and 12-hour needed to get together to, um, you know, to make GT racing in Australia as a whole better. And that's what they did. And look, 
it probably worked, but it's it sort of, in, in a way, it's disappointing for GT because the focus when you get to Bathurst, as you know, is on the main race, and that's about it. And everyone's blinkered by the 12 hour, and that's it. And that's what happened. Um, and um, that's just the way it is. Now, whether there's things that need to change in the way the GT involvement is promoted or or people informed about what going on, I don't know. That's something to look at over the next 12 months. But, yeah, I mean, when you go to, to Bathurst, it's all about the big race on Sunday and everything else is secondary, even if it is a round of a national Sands Racing Championship like Australian GT is. Mm, I think it was Clark Quinn uh, that picked up the win in that first hour of the Australian cars. Yeah, and, uh, again, very, very hard to, to exactly tell you the full results because I know they changed because of driver seating and the fact that um, that even if the driver that's going to do the full championship wasn't in the car in that first hour, he still gets points. So as far as I know, the Erebus cars are, are scoring points. Lee Holdsworth is driving Peter Hackett's car, but Hackett will still get the points. So it is a little bit confusing to uh, to run through, and that's probably something that needs to be communicated better next year. But that, that'll all be talked about in the long term. But uh, and the big story from Sunday was, was certainly the 12-hour and the great battle and four different marks in the top four at the end covered by a lap um, and a really, really entertaining motor race that had so many different stories to tell that we'll be talking about for, well, I guess, the 12 months until the next one comes around. Mm, Richard, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and look forward to speaking with you right throughout 2013. Oh, it's going to be a good year, Craig, and uh, it's all fired up to the dark now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.